Welcome to Don't Cut Me Off, Let Me Finish Podcast. My name is G Weave. Today is Friday. I'm going to give you my end of the week conversation about sports and other topics that I might want to hit on before I let the weekend uh, become a reality for me. Uh, Other than that, sit back, relax, and let's get ready to get into this uh, beautiful conversation that we get ready to have. All right, let's rock and roll, baby. What's going on, y'all? This G Weave. You know what time it is, man. It's Friday. I'm ready to get the weekend going. Uh, also ready to get these topics going. Uh, today I'm gonna be grinding my gears uh, with uh, Big Perkins, uh, Skip and Shannon, and some other miscellaneous uh, talk show hosts. Um, I'm gonna get into a lot of different topics, like I always do. I'm gonna go around the world, swing it back, and then get to the end. But other than that, uh, let's get the day started, all right? So today I'm going to grind my gears. And the first person I'm going to grind my gears on is going to be Skip and Shannon. And they're talking about, basically, um, the Charlotte Hornets losing to the Hawks and basically trying to lay the blame on Michael Jordan. So just let me get right into it, man, so we can just start the party. 132 to 103 against the Hawks in last night's play-in game. Since Michael Jordan has become a team owner 16 years ago, the Hornets have only made the playoffs three times, and they have never won a single series. Shannon, should Michael Jordan, the owner, fire Michael Jordan, the general manager? <laughs> Skip, no, I don't think so. I think what's happened, Skip, is that... And, and Melo is a good pick. He's a great pick. I just think the thing is, a lot of times, Skip, he's having high draft picks when the draft class is marginal. And so, it, like in 2012, okay, AD goes one. He gets the number one pick, your life changes because you get AD. But he takes Kid Grill, Chris. Right behind him is Bradley Beal or Dame Lillard. Yep. So, yeah, you're like, well, damn. But I can see Dame out of Weber State, and you got to be willing to roll the dice sometimes, Skip. But, you know, he's rolled the dice with Adam Morris. And Morrison. You, Brad Morrison. And you see what he got him. And Brandon Roy is sitting there. Okay. And so that I, I think that has a lot to do yep. with Skip. you got to get really lucky. If you're a small market team, Skip, you need to be like, well, Milwaukee win the coin flip and get Kareem. Or get really, really fortunate, do a lot, a lot of drafting. Listen, I had to cut him off. And in my deep voice, I ain't trying to hear that. Basically what it comes down to, you guys. The reason that the Charlotte Hornets did not beat the Atlanta Hawks, first of all, let's keep it 100. The Atlanta Hawks just last year went to the Eastern Conference Finals against the NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks, and they pushed them to the limit. We're talking about an up-and-coming Charlotte Hornets team that has improved by the way and Jordan is not the GM is Mr. Cupcheck they have putting pieces together they're doing the things that they have to do they're making improvements we already know that their cornerstone is 20 years old plus uh, Miles Bridges had a breakout year so what are you guys talking about they're going up against the team that has a superstar because he established himself last year. Charlotte don't have a superstar. They have playoff experience. Charlotte don't have playoff experience. Why are you always trying to find a topic where you got to put Jordan in the mix about not being a good GM when this is something that happened a few years ago as far as him starting the process to get better? And that's what he's starting to do. This is just the first step. Now the next step is to see what is Jordan going to do now moving forward to build off of this. What trades, what draft picks, what 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 pieces he can probably get in the offseason. It's not about bashing the man and his past drafting history. It's about what he's doing right now. But again, when you run out of topics, 
and the easiest target is to bash Michael Jordan and not actually the success that he's having as far as the turnaround is concerned. That's why I say they don't be doing nothing but talking bullshit. And that's why I always cut them off and let them get no love. I just get tired, man. That's whack. Charlotte, great season. All they have to do is build off this. They have a young cornerstone and Mr. Ball, Bridges. They got to see what they're going to do with Bridges' contract. But come on, guys, stop it. Stop it. You know, stop it. I didn't even want to let the Crypt Keeper, uh, Skip Bayless, even get a word in because he's no different. He's just going to talk about how he loved Michael Jordan and he loved his shoe, but I don't love the GM, all that nonsense. Give the man praise on what he's trying to do. We, we don't care about what he missed on in previous years. They got into the plan. They got an opportunity. They hit the bad luck of the draw in going against an Atlanta team that's had some season experience in the playoffs and that took the eventual NBA champions to the brink. So bring that into play when you're talking and you're saying the things that you're saying. Please. I'm begging you. And this is what get me to have to always chime in and grind my gears on what I call nonsense talk. So, again, Charlotte, great season. Jordan, Cupcheck, doing a great job. I just think what they need to do is just build on their season. They don't have to worry about anything, okay? They're doing the right thing. All they have to do is just move forward. So, other than that... A few moments later. Now it's time for me to slide into my boy, um, my boy, uh, uh, Shannon. What he like to always do, you already know, he like to talk about people too. So here he is talking about my boy Zion. Man, he got social media buzzing yesterday pregame. Check out this 360 windmill dunk. Shannon, what do you think for Z? Can you see him coming back for the Pelicans and playing in the playoffs? No, and I'm unimpressed by this. If I'm David Grip and Skip, I'm like, shut this down. We're done. Um, we need you to trim down. Zion Williams is over 300 pounds in that photo. I don't care what anybody tells you. What good is this dunk to the Pelicans? I saw CJ McCollum go give you 32 last night. I watched B.I. work through a hamstring injury to come back and give you 27. I watched Valanchunas play. So what good is what good? I mean, the internet, yeah, had it trending. It's great, but that doesn't help the Pelicans. Skip, the man has missed 142 games in three seasons. He's played in 85 games of a possible 227. And, and this is supposed to do what? Gonna have to cut Shannon off again, and we ain't gonna allow the Crypt Keeper to get in and say a word. Shannon, my brother, listen. We know that he 300 pounds. We already know how many games he's missed and how often he's been injured. But what he's doing is showing that he's healthy. He's going to be ready to rock and roll for next year. And you don't think the man already know that he has to lose weight and get into the best shape of his life? It's nothing wrong with him being out there supporting his team. It's nothing wrong with him showing that, hey, man, I got my bounce back. I'm getting it together. I want my fans to know I'm ready to rock and roll. Y'all ain't been seeing me. I'm just letting y'all see me now. With the weight on me, I'm still athletic. And I'm pretty sure in his mind and his team, they already know. You got to get your weight down. You think he don't hear the noise? You think the team around him don't hear the noise? He know he has to trim down, Shannon. He knows that already. Y'all don't need to get on TV and bash him. He don't have to shut nothing down. All he's doing is being supportive and showing that, hey, I'm back, getting healthy, getting better, getting ready to rock and roll. It's no need uh, to come on and just say, oh, man, I'm unimpressed. He don't care if you are unimpressed or not. He's doing what he want to do, what's best for him. Obviously, the Pelicans don't have a problem because you know what? They wouldn't allow him to come out there and do all that. They would have told him to stay out the limelight. I'm pretty sure they didn't have the conversation about Losing weight. Don't nobody want to hear that. Stop the hating. Okay? Just stop the hating. Let, let the young man do what he going to do. Okay? Let the young man do what he going to do. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Okay? There's nothing wrong with that. Let him do 
what he going to do. Uh, so if you're going to continue to bash him every time he show his face, first one minute it's, oh, you don't see him, or he's not trying to communicate with the team, or he's being distanced. Then when he come around, oh, what is he doing? I don't understand why he out there. He look fat. Why he trying to do all this windmill dunking? Woo, 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 woo. Hey, man, make up your mind, bro. The young man is only like 21. He just started his career. He had a couple bad breaks. He still looked like he going to be a cornerstone. Hey, man, cut him a break. But let me grind my gears on Big Perk. I'm not going to keep cutting to sound bites to people. I'm just going to tell you what they said, and then I'm going to tell you why. Once again, I have to disagree. A few moments later. So, Big Perk came and said, the Boston Celtics has the best five in the NBA. Or, scratch that. I believe he said the East. They have the best five in the East. Now, let me just uh, sound off some of the players on the Boston Celtics. And then you tell me. Jason Tatum, that's a good one. Jalen Brown, that's a good one. Robert Williams III. If you hear silence, exactly. Marcus Smart, that's a good one. Derek White. Daniel Theus. Al Horford. Oh, senior citizen Al. Okay. Peyton Pitchard. Grant Williams. Sam Hauser. Nick Stalkis. And Aaron Nesmith. So I'm trying to see what is the, where is this best starting five at? So let me try to put it together. So I'm assuming he's saying Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Rob Robert Williams, who's hurt, Marcus Smart, and Al Horford. What? <laughs> Stop it. Perkins. Again, I just believe that the beard is so heavy that it makes you say unintelligent things at times. So we're going to go with that roster he just said. And then we're going to go around and we're going to pull up some of the other rosters. Okay? So, first up, the roster I'm going to pull up, I'm going to pull up the Miami Heat roster. Okay? So, let's pull up their roster. Jimmy Butler. Tyler Hero. Who else? Victor Oladipo. Kyle Lowry. Bam out of bail, Duncan Robinson. I'm not gonna count uh, Udonis Haslam because he he's just a player coach. P.J. Tucker, Markeith Morris. I'm not even gonna back down that roster. They're five, if you name their five, and I'm gonna name their five. I'm, I'm gonna say their five is probably Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry is the point, Bam. Um, P.J. Tucker, and it can be either Tyler Hero or Victor Oladipo. If we go in just straight five players, they got a better five. Remember, the best two players on Boston is Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown, but it's a five game. It's five players got to be on the floor. They don't have the best five when it comes against going against the Heat. They don't have the better five. I just named you. They don't have the better five. Okay, you ju they're just naming what? Two players I just named that's elite. And then, I, like I said, I like Marcus Smart. So I'll say they got three. We just said five. Miami have a better five. Easily. Okay, guys, the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis, transcending player. Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis, Serge Ibaka, Brooke Lopez, Pat Connaughton, Jordan Orr, Thanis 
Javon Carter. I'm not even going to go any farther. Let's name the five for the Bucks: Giannis, Middleton, Drew, Brooke, and let me see. Ugh, ooh, they usually start. It can go either way because it can be either Grayson Allen or it can be Pat Connaughton. Either or. The point being is Boston 5 is not better than the Bucks 5. Oh, my goodness. Remember, this is Big Perk. This is what he do. He talk just to talk. Now, I'm not even going to continue to swing down the rest of the rosters. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to go to the Nets because we already know. The Nets even have a better five than the than the Celtics. Okay, so I'm I'm not even especially if we start going just the two on two players. Okay, if we go Durant, Kyrie, Tatum, Brown, it's not even a question. We already know who the better two is. So again, Big Perk sounds good, but it ain't good. Like he always do about this time, saying things that he always shouldn't say. A few moments later. Now, once again, I have to slide over to my boy, Stephen A. Smith. The playoffs ain't even started yet. And yet, people are still being disrespectful by not mentioning the Milwaukee Bucks in anything. The favorites is always Miami and Boston. Now, Stephen A. Smith now has an infatuation with the Miami Heat. So now, he looking at Miami Heat possibly going to the finals this year. Hmm. Looking at the rosters. We'll just have to see. Because the game's going to be played. So all these predictions that all these people are making, okay, now it's going to come to fruition. So since you guys ain't going with the defending champions, who has been battle-tested, who has won the championship, who has overcame adversity, who has played at a high level and got the best team in the league besides Phoenix. Since you're going with unproven teams, because it sounds good on sports radio, we'll let you eat that. Because pretty soon, like you always do, you're going to eat crow. Because Stephen A. loved eating crow. That's all he do is eat crow. He was eating crow last year, talking slick about the Bucks, talking sh- talking shit about the city. So I just can't wait to see my boy Steven eat a whole bunch of crow. Cause once again, oh God, oh oh oh, the sports god, or AKA the sports Buddha, who think he know all, who think no one can go against him. Him and the Crypt Keeper, um, Steven, not Steven, but um, um. Skip Bayless, they think they know everything, but they don't. All your knowledge, and you still say stupid stuff. But like they say, smart people always say dumb things. Moving on. A few moments later. Now it's time for me to get on track about what I'm here to talk about. And first, let me say happy weekend to everybody. I hope you have a safe and blessed weekend. Um, the first thing I wanted to get into real quick before I start dabbling into the NBA playoffs, because that's what I'm really going to be talking about and how everything's going to be setting up and what I'm looking for as far as playoff basketball is concerned, because it's different, is, um, um, Major League Baseball. Now, uh, we all know that Major League Baseball has a problem with identity, with bringing in fans and all type of other things. Um, I'm going off one statement from a local radio show that that basically their topic was um, Clayton Kershaw not uh, being pulled and not having a perfect game and this is the problem and this is why fans don't come uh, and they don't have the fans that they're supposed to have um, because they this, this particular game, they stopped fans from seeing a no-hitter. Um the same thing uh, was said uh, on the national radio show by Jay Williams where he said he just don't understand and this is what he's talking about and this is why uh, the fan uh, fans don't want to uh, watch baseball because they, they, they destroy the moment. 
let me blow the horn on that nonsense. First of all, if you're a casual fan, nine times out of ten, you're not even watching the game. You may peep some highlights here and there. You may catch the total, the end of the game or middle of the game, but you're really not paying attention to the game. That's a casual fan. Hardcore fan is watching the game, sitting in the stands, nowhere, doing any and everything to make sure they're at the game to do all type of things that they like to do, like tailgating, having a good time, watching the baseball game. Casual fan is somebody that looks over at the screen, see a hit or two, and move around. So if I look at the screen and I see a pitcher going into a no-hitter, I don't care. Who cares? No one cares. And it's not stopping the fans from coming to the arena or to watch sports, to tune in to watch baseball, that particular sport. You know what brings in a casual fan? It's when you got home runs getting blasted out of the stadium. That's what's going to bring the fans back. The Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run battle. The Barry Bonds home run chase. The balls flying out the stadium. Back and forth home run smacks. Those are what brings the fan in because that's what worked. And then someone said, well, oh, well, that was the steroid era. Okay, we all know at that time the pitchers and the hitters were on steroids. Okay, so take out the steroids. Take out the human growth uh, hormone. Juice the ball. At this point, you have to do what you have to do to bring fans in. And what brings fans in, I'm sorry, is the long ball. It's not no hitters. Boring no hitters. No offense. We want to see offense. We don't want to sit in a game, if you're a casual fan, and see a boring zero to zero or one to zero score. We want to see 10 to 9, 11 to 10, whatever. We want to see football scores. That's exciting. Like, wow, it's going down. That's going to bring a casual fan in. One freaking moment is not the problem with baseball. It's multiple things. Marketing their players. Speeding up the game. Don't take one moment and try to make it the reason why a sports like baseball is boring. It's a it's a multiple multitude of things from they need to get a different type of commissioner, somebody that's more innovative, that can make the game more exciting, figure out a way to market their players and figure out a way to get that ball flying out of the stadium without people being on steroids or cheating. Believe me when I say no one cares about the no hitter, but the dedicated hardcore baseball fans. That's a fact. Moonwalking to my boy Cam Newton. It's unfortunate um, that Cam made the statement that he made, you know, um, and he's still trying to get in to the league and be picked up, you know, and talking about uh, women can't cook and, you know, not being able to cook or need to um, focus on cooking and all these other different things that, you know, I think when you get in a place of power, and Cam, when you have money, money equals power. You think that you can say things when you can't. And in this day and age, everybody can't do everything. It's men out here that can't cook. And it's women out here that can't cook. You have a choice of what type of partner that you want, if I'm not mistaken. When you're dating a woman and you're going on dates and you're going on restaurants or you have an intimate home date where cooking is involved, and at that point, you realize that this woman, she's not good at cooking. At that moment, you can decide if that's the type of woman that you want. You don't have to stick with the woman because she doesn't check off 
one of your boxes. And if one of your boxes is cooking, she checks off every other box. But to you, the cooking is one of the most important. If she don't check it off, then you don't have to be with that person. You can continue to hang out. You can go to movies and have fun. You can talk. You can date. But you don't have to marry this person. She don't hit the check mark. And vice versa for a man. If a woman is looking for a man that's a cook and he don't know how to cook. But most women don't look for a man that can cook. They look for their check boxes, the financial part. What can you do for me? What? How much money do you have? That's just the reality. Women nowadays want someone who's financially secure. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because in this day and age, you can't live if you're broke. And money don't grow on trees. But Kim, bro, you trying to get back in the lead. Why even make a statement like that? Why don't you spend your time focusing on trying to get back in the lead? I like Cam Newton. But again, strip everything away from a person. Money. Fame. Everything. Make them a normal person. Out of the view of the world of social media. Where he can say things and get attention. Just make him an average guy. You can say those things to your friends because it's a private setting and you work at a nine to five. Most men agree with you. Y'all talk and chop it up. It's sometimes locker room talk. Man, old girl, she can't cook. She can't, man, she's terrible. The food is terrible. You can say those things. In this day and age, with the woman movement, the power movement, individual movement, the fair rights and balance, uh, equal, equal uh, pay, you know. You can't say things like that. Kim, you got to look at yourself like Spider-Man. And the statements that, 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 that his uncle said to him is true. With great power comes great responsibility. And I think that's where a lot of the athletes, they forget that you are a role model. And you don't have to accept that that you are a role model. You can deny that you're a role model. And you can say like Charles Barkley say, I'm not your role model. Your family and your parents should be your role model and your uncle. Charles, you are right. I agree with you 100%. But unfortunately, you are in the spotlight. Your salary is paid by the fans. Because without the fans, you can't have a salary. Without viewers, you can't have a salary. Like any business, if no income's coming in, ain't no paychecks coming out. So sometimes you need to pump your brakes and get off your high horse and realize you're in a place of privilege. You're blessed to be in that situation. Now, how you choose to live your life is how you choose to live your life. But you have to be careful with the words that you speak. Cam, have to be careful. You may can get away with that. In other circles, when eyes are not on you. But when you say one wrong thing, you know that stuff is spread like a plague. It's like a disease. It's rapid. And then you have to do damage control. You know, the tongue is the worst thing on the body. Because you can say some hurtful things that can pierce and stab a person's soul. Words sometimes are more deadlier than physical altercation. You can, you can heal from a punch. But sometimes words can be so damaging that you won't even talk to a person again. And that's just the truth. And it's sad. 
But it's the truth. These athletes ain't understanding that with great power comes great responsibility. Hell, these sports talk people, sometimes some of the things that they say where they always have to backtrack and, you know, think about what you're saying. Everything ain't about trying to entertain. Sometimes you really are affecting somebody's life with the words that you speak. It's all good to have your opinion because I have mine. Everyone does. Even when somebody has a dumb opinion, you have a right to say that it's a dumb opinion. But again, it's still their opinion. That's my problem when you get on the, these talk shows. They just think they're so good and there's so much this and that that when you say things, they just boo-boo, poo-poo you off, you know? And they suck. Half of them suck. I got some in my city that suck. I don't care how many years you've been doing it. You're still only giving an opinion, period. Your opinion means nothing to the people that you're talking about. Always remember that. That's why a lot of the athletes don't care. And that's why a lot of the athletes don't deal with uh, sports talk hosts. How you think uh, Stephen A. eat? He eat off saying dumb stuff. All of them do. Same with Skip, Shannon, all of them. It's called entertainment, baby. But you athletes need to be very careful on what you're doing. You are. You have a right to live your life. You have a right to do whatever you want to do. But you got to remember, you got a lot of eyes on you. And you do got some innocent kids that just look up to you. It ain't about that they want you to be their parent. It's just that they're amazed at what you can do as an athlete. And they want to mimic that. And if you give them the wrong impression... then you are basically chucking your responsibility as a role model. If you don't want to be a role model, then don't play sports where kids watch you and look up to you and buy your jersey and buy your your, your and buy the things you tell them to buy. Because in, in the end, if it's about just lining your pocket and you're going to say whatever you got to say, then okay, then just say that. Keep it 100. Be real and just say that. But the foolishness of these athletes just, man, God, money is the root of all evil. I like money. But it is the root of all evil. Evil. Women is the downfall of all great men. And I love women. And I believe in women's rights. But men are also the downfall of great women. It goes both ways. You have to be mentally tough, mentally strong. You have to have be at peace in your mind and your head need to be clear when you're making decisions that can affect your life and others around you when you're an athlete and your fans. You have to tread lightly and be careful. You can't just be normal because you're not normal. The day you be gotten to the spotlight spotlight and start making millions is the day everything about a normal life from when you was a kid and you was wishing and your snotty nose and wondering when you're going to get your next plate in hell. It ain't got to be that you're poor. You can be in a middle class family. And you're just daydreaming about being rich or being an athlete or being a sports or being a, a, a celebrity. When you finally get there, what you going to do when you get there? It ain't as easy as you think. Because you got a lot of vultures around you. If it ain't your family, it's the industry. Somebody always trying to get something from you. You just got to be on your toes. You got to be a level-headed, balanced person. Because believe me, your habits are highlighted with more money. Whatever your habits may be. And I say that all the time. But I just wanted to, you know, slide on to that. And like, yeah, man, like, what the? Anyway, moving on. A few moments later. So now I'm about to talk about this bootleg football league, the USFL, whatever it is. Then you got um, uh, that other league that The Rock own that's coming back. People, pump your brakes. I would rather watch college spring football than this. Basically, all it is is a uh, breeding ground for the NFL scouts and GMs to find a player that can help their team. 
it's not going to grow. It's not going to compete with the NFL. That's an established commodity that's been around for over 75 years. That has an outstanding fan base. All you can do at this moment is you can scratch it, scratch an itch. Because the NFL don't start into the fall. First of all, let's talk about why it's a waste of time to have these leagues. What drives every league? Star power. Why do you think these bootleg leagues never work? Unless you had Tyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Baker, no, I'm about to say Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Don't want to say that. Tom Brady. In that in these in the, in this startup league, you're not gonna get no fan base. You would have to snatch away all a good half of the elite players or get half of the elite college players to come to your league instead of the NFL. And it's just not gonna happen. Every time one of these leagues started last for two weeks and then they're bankrupt. Or they're taking out loans to pay salaries. Don't nobody come to see big name coaches. And don't nobody come to see rundown players that can't even make it in the league anymore. All it is, is a fix. A temporary fix. Until college football comes back. And NFL come back. You will not get any of the elite players to slide in those leagues. And that's why those leagues will not be successful. It's just facts. I'm sorry. I hate to be the one that spoils everybody's hopes about these leagues. And I love what The Rock is doing. But I believe it's just, like I said, it's just a, it's just the ground to help, you know, have new ideas as far as uh, play calls or rules. You know, you can try these things out. NFL don't have to try it out. They can use these leagues to try it out. NFL's not even worried about it. These guys are like a blip on their screen. They're not even worried about the competition. It's going to take, uh, it'll take, a, it'll take a league years to catch up with the NFL. And by the time you do that, they still ahead of you. They're too far ahead in the game. And they're too established and too locked in. So, again, nah, it's nothing to look forward to. Not at all. Not even, not even, not even interested. I, we done seen this story before. So, it's, you can get it all crunked and get all ready. The, 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 the ratings is jacked up that first week. And next thing you know, the ratings suck. <laughs> it's just facts. A few moments later. Now, let's get into my real story here, guys. And that is the NBA playoffs is about to get ready to start. Um, the real the real uh, grind for the championship is about to begin. Uh, it's a lot of good matchups going on. But what I want everybody to just pay attention to when we're watching the playoffs is watch the intensity of the players. The intensity level changes in the playoffs compared to the regular season. That's why I don't glorify regular season basketball games, the one-and-done games where – players are killing having outstanding games it's totally different once you in a series and everyone gets locked in and you can actually game plan ask the milwaukee bucks ask Giannis when um the bucks were having the best record running through the league dominating them a couple years they was and then when they ran up against the toronto raptors that one year uh the raptors switched it up on them so they looked like they were going to be going to the finals in the regular season because they were blowing everybody out by 20 points, dominating, destroying. But when the playoffs come, coaching matters. Adjustments matters. That year, that coach pumped the brakes on the Milwaukee Bucks. Blessed to have Kawhi Leonard, Serge Ibaka, Mark Gasol, See, uh, Siakam, 
he had like three defensive player of the years, Kyle Lowry, on his team. They were able to build a wall to stop the downward train of the beast, the Greek freak, the Greek god. And the Bucks coach was unable to adjust and figure it out. Playoffs is a different animal because you're going against the seven, uh, the same team over and over again. And you can go back to film and figure something out and how to stop something or make lineup changes. Figure out how to take away a player. That's something that a one game series doesn't do. And that's what the regular season is. A whole bunch of one game series. Where you look outstanding against um uh uh, uh who, who can I say? You look outstanding against um the Charlotte Hornets, which is a good up and coming team. But you'll put up outstanding numbers on the lower poorer teams. That has a lot of young talent, like a Sacramento or something like that. So, you know, I don't put 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 emphasis on a regular season. That's why I focus so much on the playoffs. But I want you guys just to pay attention with all these different uh, matchups that's coming up, and just watch, watch the coaching, watch the teams that has the season experience. That's why I said the teams to watch out for are the teams that have been there. The teams that have been through the ups and downs. The teams that have been to championship rounds or been to the championship. Miami, that's why they're a threat to the Bucks. And though we sleep on Atlanta, they have experience. I'm not saying they're a threat, but they have experience. The Nets, they have experience, man. They was just uh, uh, playing the Bucks last year. They have experience, even though they've been hurt all year. And that matters. And they have great coaching. Spolstra for the Heat. A great coach. Milwaukee Bucks. Bud. Got over the hump. He's been doing great coaching. The Nets. Steve Nash. Better coaching. With less. He's been doing a good job. The Atlanta Hawks coach. It's all about coaching and putting your good players in good positions to help you win. Because you can be a great coach with great players and still suck. It's what you do in the playoffs and the adjustments that you make in the playoffs is what make a great team and a great coach. You know and you're comfortable with your blueprint to win. And you take that blueprint in every series you go in and along the way, you make adjustments. Depending on the team that you're playing against. So that's the most important thing is those teams that have been there are the teams that are more likely going to get to the finals. I don't knock Boston. Boston is up and coming. But they just don't have that experience. And the only way they're going to get it is by playing. So this year is a big year for them as well to see if they can get deep into the playoffs because that shows improvement. And they did a coaching change. They got a new coach. All is well. The harmony is great. So we shall see. Philadelphia, to me, they traded their championship window when they got rid of Ben Simmons. We can talk about being all you want. Two-way player, unfortunately. 
players nowadays don't believe in playing both ends of the floor, and they specialize the two-way player, even though I thought when you're playing basketball, you're supposed to play defense and you're supposed to play offense. But we all know some players put more emphasis on offense than they do defense because they're lazy. Because if you can play hell of offense, you can play hell of defense. People don't remember that James Harden used to be a defender in OKC. Once he experienced the offensive burst, he decided that he's going to put all his balls in offense. And he'll play touch defense or let you go by him defense or act like I'm holding you and then let you go by so I can run down the court and get the ball for an easy layup. Players don't have the dedication to play both ends of the floor. But coaching, Doc Rivers, again, yeah, he got the experience, but I'm sorry, but Doc always choke. He's not the type of coach that I want in championship moments. This is the same coach in a championship moment when the series was over, threw his cornerstone player under the bus and basically said he couldn't win with him. And I don't care what you say. That's not something that you do when you're a leader of men. You take your men as a whole. You take all your players as a whole. And you hold them all accountable. You say that we're going to we need to all do better. We need to we need to do better as a team, as a unit. But when you say these type of things, a narcissistic person or a person that think he's better than you because he has knowledge or he has experience, he can't humble his humble himself to say, "You know what?" That is what you're supposed to do. And when a question like that comes my way, I, at that moment, it's not no heat of the moment situation. I'm not throwing my player under the bus. If a player or or anyone asks me, do you think I can win with a person or an individual? If the player is on my team and he's signed to a contract, what the hell do you think? Of course I do. What we need to do is, as coaches, get better. And what we need to do as players, get better. And work on our games. I need to work on my coaching. So you trade a young cornerstone piece for a player that every team he goes to, when he gets tired of being there, he decides to pick up 20 pounds and don't want to put no effort in no more. If it's not about him, if he's not controlling the narrative, then he's not happy because he's used to being an alpha male at Houston. You can't take a person that has been used to being an alpha his whole life, and tell him to be a beta. That takes a special person. Dwayne Wade, special person. Chris Bosch, special person. Each of these people that I named were alphas on their team, and when they got with LeBron, they were willing to relinquish the alpha status and become a beta, an alpha beta male, which is someone that is an alpha but is willing to make the change necessary to win or to overcome obstacles. That is the difference with today's player that they cannot and will not accept that alpha beta when they're no longer an alpha. Do you understand me? That's just the truth, man. And that's why we need to watch these playoffs closely, the coaching, the adjustments in the East, in the West. Because I'm going to tell you now, if the Bucks don't win, Phoenix is winning. They got their experience. They know themselves. That coach Monty is great. He learned from last year. They're ready to bring a title to Arizona. They're ready. 
That's why I believe it's going to be a repeat. And it can go either way. It's going to be like a heavyweight match. Ali and Frazier. That's what it's going to be. 15 rounds of back and forth. Bloody and badgering, boxing, low punch, high punch, clothesline. Ooh, tough defense. Every shot matters. That's why the playoffs is so much better than the regular season. It's also the time where players ascend. Giannis ascended. The point guard from the Atlanta Hawks, he ascended. Trey ascended the way he was playing. This is where people ascend and take that next step. That's what. That's why I love the playoffs. Can you lead? If you're the man on your team, can you lead your team? Can you carry over your regular season success to the playoff success? That's what's exciting about the playoffs. And I say it all the time. So I want you guys just to sit back, man, and get ready for a rock and roll session in the playoffs, man. I most definitely will come back and hit on you guys every single time. Look out for Wednesdays when I have a special guest where we talk about sports and whatever else going on in the world. Other than that, you guys... Live free, stay blessed, stay humble. And again, I appreciate you. Continue to listen. Continue to tell your friends. But other than that, enjoy your weekend and enjoy your Friday. Goodbye and peace. Feel the music starting to get to you